Revelation chapter 20, one of the most exciting and horrible days, times of our life, Revelation chapter 20. We did the first three verses uh, last week, but I want to just read them. Revelation chapter 20 talks about the great chain that wraps around Satan. The great rain, that's what we're talking about tonight, the great rain uh, for a thousand years. We have the great revolt, that's incredible, but that's going to happen. And then there's the great throne. Lord, I believe this chapter is very dear to your heart, and Lord, it should fire us up to be more active with sharing with sharing you with others and sharing, inviting people to church where they will hear. Lord, I pray, Lord, for wisdom and words. And give me, Lord, grace as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him, tied him up with that chain for 1,000 years. And he cast him into a, the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more until the 1,000 years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed for a little season. We don't know what that little season is, but he will be set loose again. Verse 4, the great rain. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had they received his mark on their foreheads or their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. One of the groups of people that will... Uh, that will be alive and well serving the Lord during that thousand year reign will be the, the tribulational saints, those that have been martyred for the cause of Christ. It is believed that it will be illegal to be a born again Christian, loving Jesus Christ and the word. And there are nations now where that is illegal. It is believed that those who will be beheaded, which might tell you something about who's going to be doing the beheading. As in, there are nations now, that's what they do to their captives with beheadings. These are going to reign. They're going to reign, rule with Christ for 1,000 years. It's amazing. But the rest of the dead... Live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of 
Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. There will be a group of people that survive the tribulation period, that survive Armageddon. There will be a group of people that will live and be given in marriage and having children and families for a thousand years. And for a thousand years, Christ is going to rule on the earth from a throne in Jerusalem, in the temple there, he will rule the world for 1,000 years. But mankind in his natural state has a very rebellious heart. And many will be born and live during that time period without, without Satan to tempt them, but man still has it in him to turn against God and to rebel. There will be a group of people, the raptured people. Lord willing, that's you and I. That's a group of people in the millennial reign. We also will be helping to reign with Christ in our immortal bodies, doing duties and doing, doing uh, jobs for the Lord for 1,000 years. It, and we might even be teachers or we might be preachers. We might be true welfare workers, etc. It will be a wonderful time. Generally, they'll, who, I think Jack said it, no bills. That's one of the greatest, that's one of the greatest things in our life, hardest things in our life are bills, no bullies. No sickness, no death. We will feel so good for 1,000 years on the earth. You'll be able to move your knees and arms without hearing clicking noises. Oh my goodness, I try every morning to get out of bed without waking her. But my knees click so loudly. Oh, well, probably doesn't help that I'm in a waterbed too, so. But there will be no pain, no physical pain, especially for those of us who have been raptured and in immortal bodies. There will be those that will be in mortal bodies. And uh, just the nature of man, the sinful nature of man will still be there. Someone once said that mankind, many of the sins of mankind would go down anyway if there was no Satan because of selfishness and pride. Well, verse 6, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. These are the believers. On such the second death, we have to go over to another at uh, the end of this verse, the second death in verse 14. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And the second death will have no part with us. If we could only see how great our lives are going to be in the near future, it would help us to get through our hardships today. 
Oh, there's so much. This is not all there is. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall reign with him 1,000 years. Wow. And when the 1,000 years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. No one gets to go to heaven without being able to be tried and overcome our trials, our temptations. No one gets to go to heaven so... Christ has reserved a very special place for Satan to be set loose and to go into the four corners of the world and gather up a rebellious army, those that do not want to be in submission to a higher power. And they're going to try to take over everything in this world to rule again. They're going to assemble their forces, their armies, and try to take out Jerusalem. Sound familiar? That, that city, wow. It has endured so much. Verse 7, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And he shall go out to deceive the nations. That's all the people in the world on the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog. Now, if we wanted to do a true study, Gog and Magog are Europe and Russia. Enemies of the north are going to come down with vast armies again. Led by who? Satan himself. And watch this. The number of whom, the very last line, well, let's do it again, verse 8. And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom will be as the sand at the sea, on the sea. I've known some... Bible college students who took just a cup in their hand of sand and thought they would count it. This, the, there's going to be that many people who will turn at, against Christ and will take the first advantage they have, opportunity they have to fight against Christ himself. Verse 9, and they went up on the breadth of the earth and circled the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, Jerusalem. And watch what happened. Not one bullet is going to be spent. Not one bullet is going to be thrown. Not one bomb. Watch. And fire comes down from God out of heaven and they're all gone. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Thank you, Jack. This is at the end of the world. 
We are right now in a time period of unknown length. It might be minutes, hours, days, months, or years. But once that rapture takes place, then there's a seven-year time period of the tribulation in the book of Revelation, which we've been spending almost a year going through. After that tribulation period, there will be a day of Armageddon where all the enemies of, of, of Christ will be killed. Then there will be a 1,000-year period of Jesus on the earth. But those that will be in mortal bodies on the earth, I believe they will, like some of us do. They'll be with him for so long and so much they'll take him for granted and almost see him as a man instead as a God, as a man sitting on a throne in Jerusalem. But after that thousand year period, there will be a, how long does it take to gather an army around the world? an unknown period of time for Satan to gather the, his enemies to defeat God, to defeat Jerusalem. But after that period, it's over. It's almost been over already. It's over right now. The, we can't change these, these time periods. This is really going to happen. Then, the last judgment. I think this is one of those, this is one of those uh, scripture that when I first read them as a newborn Christian, it's one of those things that I used to weep reading my Bible, especially when it came to judgments, when it came to, when it came to hell. The most horrible, terrible story is right here. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know for sure. And you might have a difference of opinion, and some of it you're allowed. But my, my opinion is we are going into this white throne judgment where every person since the beginning of time that died and went to hell Every person since the beginning of time, wherever they were, they will all be raised up the, the, second judge, the second resurrection. And by the multiple billions of people, they will stand before God. We could go back to chapter 5 where the, his, his throne is. That throne room, if that's where it's going to be held, will be with Multiple billions and billions of people, all lost. Something a little controversial, and I might speak on it again on Sunday, but I, in studying, I came up with 11 Bible verses that talks about hell, hell being uh, not as hot for some as it is for others. You're going to see that on Sunday. But one or two verses is, is enough for me. I believe that I was taught 
as soon as I receive Christ as Savior, my name is added to the book of life. Isn't that what you were taught? I also came up studying this, came up with a dozen verses that talks about your, your name being blotted out of the book of life. Either you can lose your salvation or the one theory, and you can, you can have a different theory. The one theory is every person when they're born, their name is added to the book of life. And by refusing Christ, they, by refusing Christ, their name gets taken out. We'll find out when we get to heaven. Some of these verses can be explained in different ways and they are doctrinal and I, I don't know. But I know this. I think we'll be there too. Watching. And everyone whose name is not written in the book of life will be cast alive into the lake of fire and that might be my family. This isn't being recorded, right? Wednesday night? It is being recorded. Won't be my family. <laughs> but there are some that are going to be in the book of life that will be surprised. You'll be surprised. And there'll be some that won't be in the book of life that you'll be surprised by. And you'll see why. Right here. Here we go. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw all the dead, whether they were small or great, whether they were uh, just the peons or the greatest of kings and rulers. I saw them all stand before God. There's no difference between great and small. Then it says, and the books, plural, the books were opened. And another book, which is, the, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. I have, somewhat recently talked about the five different books that are going to be opened. Probably the one that will get us or our loved ones are, there's the book of conscience, Revelation 2.15. When you sin against your conscience, when the Holy Spirit is telling you not to do something, when the word of God says, this is wrong, and you do it anyway. It's recorded in the book of conscience. Romans 2.15. There is the book of words. Our own words condemn us. That is found in Matthew 12, 36 and 37. The book of words. Every word, every idle word we'll, we will be held accountable for. It's being recorded, and these books are being opened. There's the book of secret words. When we whisper them and we think no one's watching or listening. Secret out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
secret words. That's found in Romans 2.16. Ecclesiastes 12.14 as well. Secret words. Then there's this book called the Book of Public Works. When you do good things for others, it's being recorded. The Book of Public Works. Matthew 16, 27. A bo the Book of Public Works. Book of Public Works, 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen as well. I think of that. Where's Raymond? I think of that, Raymond, sometimes. When uh, I... When I'm walking through the congregation, when I'm walking through the pews and I, I see a piece of paper or sometimes a gum wrapper or a, and it's just, you know, somebody left it. And this verse comes to me. No one's watching. It's going to hurt my knee maybe if I bend down to get it. But if it helps Raymond, we all should be trying to leave the, leave the pews and the floors as clean as we can, it helps, it helps Raymond. When we do good things, sometimes I, my car is parked over there so that people can park here. So then I walk over there and there's trash in the parking lot. Gee, that's too bad. Wonder who's gonna pick that up. I do, I do my best and I think of the, because no one's watching, but he's watching. I wonder how much credit I'll get for picking up trash. All of us. You see trash in the parking lot? Pick it up. See trash in the church? Pick it up. Book of Public Works. Then there is this, the book of life. I was taught from the very beginning of my spiritual life that when I asked Jesus into my heart, my name was added to the book of life. When you ask Jesus Christ into your heart. Now, he's a judge. It's not just saying the words. He knows. He knows. And when you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, into your life, and you mean it, your name gets put into the book of life. Amazing. So many verses for that, but th we're right here in this one, so uh, let's just leave it there. Verse, verse 12 again. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Years ago, back in the 80s, a few of you remember this that were in my life back then. But we ran a scare mare. And in this scare mare, we had a castle, a French replica castle on our church property. And I ran it as a, a house of hell. All the different things the Bible speaks of for hell were in this were in this this place and uh, sounds of hell people of hell it was, it was just somebody had the great idea to go get sulfur of hell that was a bad idea 
But it was a very, very powerful tool talking and taking people through the hell. And at the end, after seeing all the different aspects of hell, all the different rooms of hell, then they were at the, they were at the white throne judgment. All the people that we would take them through in groups of 25 or 30. And they would stand there. Now, we had actors, mostly youth groupers or parents. And they would stand in this line and they would come up and they would tell them their name. Name, please. And we had this giant dictionary about like that. When they gave us the name, Abraham, supposedly dressed like Abraham, would go through the book and see if the name was written there. While he was doing that, this person was giving all his reasons why it's in there. It's in there. I used to go to church. I used to do this. I used to do that. I help people. It's in there. It's in there. And when Abraham would say, it's not in there, Lord. It's not in there. Jesus... A man dressed like Jesus with a, with a bright light on him too, so he kind of glowed. He would say, he would say, angels, take him and throw him into the lake of fire. Now this is the part I'm trying to get to right here. We had spectators. They were part of the actors. They all had lines to say. And this person going to hell would turn around and say, well, well, wait a minute, what about her? That's not fair. It's not fair. I saw her doing that or doing this and doing this. Why isn't she over here? And then that person would start crying and weeping because they had shown such a bad testimony to them. Listen, it's real. I don't know if we'll be there. In my mind, I picture, where else are we going to be? You go to 100,000 baseball stadiums at one time of people lost, being thrown into the lake of fire. Verse 12, when I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to their deeds. And even the sea, the oceans, gave up the dead which were in them. And death and hell, everyone ever thrown into hell, were delivered up which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. Verse 14, death and hell. Anyone who had ever died without Christ in, in them. And hell, anyone who had gone to hell, a temporary resting place until here. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And this is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I go from there to Matthew 7. Many will come unto me in that day, calling me their Lord. I will say unto them, depart from me, you who work iniquity. I never knew you. 
You don't get your name written in the book of life by saying, by saying a little prayer. That's not it. It's by having a relationship. Now listen, with Christ, a relationship that works. It's a relationship with that works. While we're here on earth, we have an obligation to our Lord. And we have the opportunity now while we're alive, even if it's just through the postal service letters, but we have to be more, we have, we have to be more on fire and urgent. To speak to our loved ones and friends and co-workers. If the rapture happened now, would they be left behind? Would you be left behind? Would they be left behind? If the rapture happened now, zip, you're gone. You have no more opportunity. While we have the time, let us redeem the time that we have. Redeem it wisely. Because someday we won't have any more influence. We will not have any more influence on our loved ones, friends, and family. Let us be more urgent with this. Lord Jesus Christ, O oh God, the very next verses say how you make a new heaven and a new earth and that you wipe away tears from our eyes. I believe those tears are because we look around and we don't see our loved ones who we expected maybe to be there. Lord, put it into our hearts. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. Give us, dear Lord, your grace, but give us the words to help lead our loved ones to Christ, to you. In Jesus' name, amen.